You can save 15% or more at Amazon when you pay with Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv. You can set your own discount. 5% gets you fastest delivery, or you can set it to 30% or more if you're not in a hurry. Purse makes it so easy to save money at Amazon by buying with crypto. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv and start saving now. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of October 13th, 2019. The podcast that must have been a docile gentleman. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's acidulate the news of the bogus. And we'll start with yet another declassified document showing that the FBI, surprise, surprise, abused NSA mass surveillance data. In violation of the rights of millions of Americans, including its own agents and informants, in 2017, the FBI engaged in backdoor searches of NSA data, including personal emails and online messages, in phishing expeditions to gain information on 3.1 million Americans, including witnesses and informants who were neither suspects nor national security concerns, and even their own agents. Those 3.1 million Americans compare to 7,500 committed by the CIA and the NSA combined in the same year. Ever since the Snowden revelations, we've been assured by the government that the data the NSA collects on us is only used properly with a warrant. We've known that was a lie for years, and this document just adds to the proof. Basically, you can't target Americans and get their information, but you can do massive sweeps of their data. The purpose is to get information on foreign governments and terrorists, but you can use it to search for the information on Americans if there is a criminal investigation involved or other specific justification for the search. You can't just go trolling for information, which is what the FBI did. Of the 3 million Americans whose data they grab in a year, they only refer about 10,000 of them for investigation. Another issue is something we've talked about before on the podcast, but it bears repeating. Parallel construction. Basically, you get information in an illegal way, and then you go backwards to construct a way of making it look like they got the data a legal way. For example, an Idaho citizen was convicted for possessing bomb-making materials, and the evidence, according to the Justice Department, was obtained by getting a FISA warrant. What actually happened was that the FBI got his information through one of these sweeps, went to the FISA court after the fact to get the warrant, and then made a specific search for the evidence they already knew was there. The Intercept has uncovered a number of these cases, but it's difficult for defendants to prove. If they tried to get the documentation on whether or not their information was part of one of these searches prior to the government getting a warrant, they're generally denied for, guess what, national security reasons. And they wonder why we want to encrypt our communications. Ads are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more ad-free and without paying anything, and even make some money yourself? It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit. And so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency with no middleman taking a cut. 
Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign-up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now. Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.bogosity.tv and donate at any level. And just when you thought it was the NSA and the FBI you had to worry about, a new report shows how Immigrations and Customs Enforcement has its own spy network, searching through social media networks, law enforcement databases, and even private sector options to try and find undocumented immigrants. In another incredibly long New York Times article that makes me think their writers are paid by the word, the misbehavior of ICE towards entire Hispanic communities just to arrest the few suspected offenders is well documented, and most of those arrested are released, having never done anything wrong after all. Here's the fundamental problem none of the border statists seem to want to consider. They say that all of this is only being done to undocumented immigrants. But how do you know who's undocumented? How do you do that without violating the Fourth Amendment rights of everyone? Answer, you can't. Which is how ICE has ended up with terabytes of information on people, most of them U.S. citizens. It gets its information from state and local governments, social networks, private data brokers, software and sharing agreements meant for counterterrorism investigations, and every last bit of stray information they can get from basically anywhere. All without a warrant or even suspicion against any individual. And some of that information comes from surveillance of detainees' voice and video calls, including illegally surveilling calls to legal representatives. They also rely on the information they get from state DMVs thanks to the Real ID Act, which was only supposed to be a counterterrorism measure, but is now being used by ICE for real-time, real-world monitoring of millions of Americans, again, most of them citizens. And I honestly would be surprised if ICE were the only ones doing that. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be blaming Trump for this, but actually it started under deporter-in-chief Barack Obama, whose activities spying on everyone to find illegal immigrants, deporting them, and even taking them from their children are still unmatched by Trump, even when you account for the time Trump's been in office. It was under Obama that I signed key agreements with Thomson Reuters, Palantir, Giant Oak, and many other survey and analytics companies. He also stepped up the post-9-11 abuses way beyond what George W. Bush was doing. They can not only find you through your driver's license, but your car insurance, utility bills, tax returns, social media accounts, home ownership and rental information, school and daycare information for those who have children, and much more. This integration of private data and activities with the state is one of the big conditions of fascism. So it really wouldn't be incorrect to call the Trump administration fascist, but then, as we pointed out for years, you'd have to call the Obama administration fascist as well. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? 
A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pogosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality Internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pogosity.tv. We've got another chapter of the story of Section 230 Opposition. Section 230 is the law that says that Internet service providers cannot be held responsible for the actions of users. Despite the myths the news media has been spewing, Section 230 applies equally whether you're a provider or a publisher. Indeed, it makes no distinction between the two. And far from being some sort of special privilege for Internet companies, or some would even laughingly say a subsidy, it's nothing more than a codification online of the common law concept that a conduit is not responsible for the actions of people who use it. We've given out several examples before, so I'll mention one more. Great Minds versus FedEx. Great Minds had sued a school district for copying its textbooks, and since they were copied at a FedEx store, they sued FedEx as well, stating that since FedEx profited, they were infringing. The courts rejected that because FedEx was just a copy shop and can hardly be expected to police every single piece of paper they're given. Now, that wasn't online, so it wasn't Section 230, but Section 230 applies that same principle online. Despite the fact that it was almost immediately eroded by the DMCA and other abusive copyright laws, and more recently by SESTA and FOSTA, as we've covered, Section 230 is still in place, and it's good to hear of a case confirming that. This one is Herrick v. Grinder, where Section 230 was held up by both the trial court and the appellate court, and was just refused certiorari by the Supreme Court. What happened was, Matthew Herrick's ex-boyfriend had set up a fake grinder profile in his name and sent more than 1,200 men to his home and workplace over several months, a clear case of harassment. Herrick tried suing Grinder, but this is where Section 230 comes in. The party at fault was Herrick's ex, not Grinder. Grinder was just the conduit. Herrick tried to claim that Grinder participated by giving out his geolocation, or there was some bug in the software that exposed his location. The problem is, in order for that to be the case, Grinder would have to not only still be tracking him as an ex-user somehow, but also use the location of his ex-user as the location for the fake profile, which looked like two completely different profiles to the system. Really, the reason why these men knew where Herrick was was that his ex knew where he was and sent them that information while pretending to be Herrick. Again, the party at fault was Herrick's ex, not Grinder. As criminal defense lawyer Scott Greenfield wrote in his blog, quote, The focus wasn't on Herrick, either to disparage him or his claim, or to trivialize the harm his ex-boyfriend did to him, which was extreme and outrageous. It was a straightforward Section 230 safe harbor analysis that as awful as people can be to each other, the protection of Section 230 means that the weapon used, in this case Grinder, isn't liable for the viciousness of the person who abused it, no matter how badly it harmed the victim. Now, if only the left would apply the same concept to gun manufacturers. Legal scholar Eric Goldman tweeted, it's not the least bit surprising, but today SCOTUS denied certain Herrick v. Grinder a significant Sec 230 defense-favorable ruling. 
Well, Herrick's ambulance chaser, Carrie A. Goldberg, responded, and get this. Sure would be a shame if somebody misused a dating app to send men to this guy's home, as happened 1,200 plus times to our client, Matthew. Wow. Greenfield wrote, Goldberg's reaction to Goldman's tweet appears to be a call to make him suffer the same harm that her client suffered. As sick and twisted as Herrick's ex might have been, this effort to target Goldman for attack for harm was even worse. Eric Goldman's attention to this case was as a lawyer, a law professor. While Herrick surely suffered terrible harm, it was at the hands of his ex-boyfriend. Goldberg, a lawyer, would be playing the ex-boyfriend to Goldman, the academic, not because he did anything to her or her client, but because his view of the law differed from hers. And his view of the law was, and remains, correct. By the way, this Goldberg woman is a self-proclaimed victim rights attorney, insisting that she protects those who have been harmed. To then explicitly wish that same kind of harm on someone else speaks volumes. But as Greenfield explains, this is just an attempt to blame Section 230 immunity for the wrongdoing of a third party. Quote, No doubt the misery Herrick's ex did him was substantial, but that doesn't mean a hole magically develops in the law so that Herrick's suit can proceed while the law otherwise continues to serve its purpose. Then again, for some of those on the Herrick side of the fence, there is no concern for Section 230 Safe Harbor, which is seen as nothing more than a protection that allows websites and apps to avoid the responsibility they would impose to protect their victims from harm. This is a view gathering support from both the right and the left, both of which abhor the idea that they can't dictate the content of the web to suit their demands and desires. Ironically, they may share a hatred of this safe harbor, but their notions of who would be protected if it were gone are opposite. Neither seems to have the self-awareness to grasp this distinction, and both believe that they will own the future such that their vision of authoritarian control will prevail. But then, when has it ever been otherwise with politicians? We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to palatalize this week's biggest bogan emitter. Oh man, this one hurts. This hurts so much because Legos were an amazing part of my childhood, but this week, it's going to the Lego group. 
They're so much fun. There are a lot of imitators, but really none of them are as good as proper Legos themselves. But their last patent on them ran out way back in 1989, so there's nothing the Lego group can do about them. So it's weird that they're going after people who 3D print Lego pieces. It shouldn't be surprised that many kids who played with Legos have grown up to be hobbyists about things like 3D printing. And so it shouldn't be at all surprising that they're making things that work with Lego blocks. Like a wall switch plate that you can snap any Lego piece onto. And of course these people are sharing their designs online. But recently, Lego has been sending takedown requests to the websites hosting these. The wall plate I mentioned was designed by Thingiverse Uner Lucina. And this and several more of that user's designs were removed without the user ever seeing an actual complaint. To avoid legal trouble, Lucina chose to remove all other LEGO designs from Thingiverse. Cults 3D also removed Lucina's LEGO designs. Even after numerous requests, the LEGO group doesn't seem to want to tell anyone what their motivation is. Twitter user at Repcord tweeted, This is absolutely ludicrous, LEGO group. You're getting free marketing with zero potential loss of revenue. Who is going to print any of these things instead of buying Legos? Maybe focus on continuing to make awesome stuff instead of punishing your fans who promote your cause. Of course, if companies behaved like that, we wouldn't see 95% of the copyright takedowns that we do. JM Tosses tweeted, Thinking about what LEGO Group has been doing to their 3D printing and 3D modeling fans lately reminds me of how labels treated MP3 music and sampling a few years back, or how print treated online. Stay in the past, die in the blast. Cheers. I can't say it any better than that, JM. So that's why only Lego could be this week's biggest bogan emitter. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain or regulations passed in the name of safety and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. And now let's subclassify this week's Idiot And this week it's Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison and his attack on freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and free association. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled last month that the state of Minnesota couldn't force wedding videographers Carl and Angel Larson to create videos that violate their religious beliefs. Specifically, they didn't want to make a video of the wedding of a same-sex couple. But Ellison thinks that things like the rule of law, judicial decisions, and the Constitution just don't apply to him. In an op-ed for the Minnesota Star Tribune, he accused the Larsons of hiding behind freedom of religion so they can violate the rights of LGBT people. How not making a video is violating someone's rights is a mystery solved only in his mind. Quote, 
Business owners' free speech and beliefs are already fully protected under the First Amendment. What they want is a license to discriminate against LGBTQ folks. People have the right to believe whatever they want to believe. What they don't have is the right to deny you the same service they're offering to everyone else. No Minnesotan should be afraid that might happen to them. In other words, if you're a member of a group that Ellison likes, you should be forced to do work for them. I think that might be a 13th Amendment violation as well. He said that it was his job to, quote, protect everyone's right to be free from discrimination in public. Not, you know, their right to free assembly. Because of Telescope's highly unusual claim that the videographers would retain full creative control of customers' wedding video, it can hide behind free speech to discriminate against LGBTQ couples. Right, because videographers don't do anything creative. Well, apparently that's what he thinks. Check this out, quote, Imagine if a tax preparer refused to do your taxes because they disapprove of your marital status or think a woman shouldn't work outside the home. Imagine if a convenience store clerk wouldn't let you pump gas because they don't believe in a religious symbol you're wearing or the color of your skin offends them. Oh, oh, I want to play! I want to play! Okay, imagine if a videographer doesn't want to make a video promoting the KKK. Imagine if a baker doesn't want to bake a swastika cake for a neo-Nazi group. Imagine if a Jewish person doesn't want to make a flyer for a Holocaust denier meeting. Hey, if you're offering a service to the public, you have to offer it to everyone, right? But unequal things are unequal. It's nice to know he equates preparing taxes or pumping gas with independent filmmaking. Making a video is an act of expression. It absolutely falls under the free speech protection of the First Amendment. And that means that the government not only cannot stop someone from not speaking, but also can't force someone to create speech they don't agree with. He wrote, The law in Minnesota is clear. It is illegal to do so. Oh yeah? Well, the Constitution is clear. It trumps state law, and it says you can't make that law. Quote, In the meantime, we're going to keep honoring the First Amendment, which allows everyone to believe what they want, and keep enforcing the Human Rights Act, which allows every Minnesotan to receive the same services in public no matter who they are. Sorry, Ellison, but you can't do both. He's just another power-hungry tyrant, stepping all over LGBTQ people to push his agenda so he can control the thoughts expressed by others, instead of helping with the actual problems they face. So all of that makes Keith Ellison this week's... Idiot Well, that wraps up this Bleeding Hearts and Artists edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come to discord.bogosity.tv where you can join the discussion and post a question, statement, news article, or rant. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please go to donate.bogosity.tv where you can give using PayPal or crypto, or subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar to get the podcast and YouTube videos early and ad-free. You can even support this podcast for free with the airtime extension. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from PJ O'Rourke. The principal feature of American liberalism is sanctimoniousness. By loudly denouncing all bad things, liberals testify to their own terrific goodness. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, not commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international license. Bogosity.
You can now get two free audiobook downloads and a 30-day free trial at audible.pagosity.tv. Your choice from the world's largest selection of over 180,000 digital audiobooks and spoken word content for your iOS or Android device, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audible.pagosity.tv now.